right. Ready? Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast, kind of sort of live from Studio Breezy, with Matthew, Sir Mix-a-Lot, who's just barely, I think, off the screen, Bobble Juan, and Matthew, we're here to discuss a interesting game against Flower Shitty, Salt Union, Soft the Charmin, Soft City, I don't know, whatever they're called, um, from Saturday night. First of all, how are you feeling uh, this fine Monday morning? Uh, I felt pretty good. How are you feeling about the game? I mean, like you, you don't want to, you, you don't want to go, especially this season. You don't want to go through a game and not score any goals. Mm. Um, a thing that's only happened one other time this uh, this season um, at Michigan Stars, coming off of the the Birmingham Open Cup game. Mm-hmm. But like, truthfully, it 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 doesn't bother me. I mean, we weren't we weren't awesome on Saturday night. I don't think I don't think it takes. Uh, a seasoned soccer analyst to, to come up with that take. Speaking of seasoned soccer analysts, yeah, we Bill Elliott on the call. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That, that was, was great. I want to rewatch the rest of that game. Uh, I've only, we've only re- we watched rewatched the first half and then key moments from the second half um, together. And man, Bill's analysis, even though he said after the game, well, I wasn't trying to give away too much because you know want to make sure that opposing teams, et cetera, et cetera. I think that his analysis was very good. Yeah, he it it it, it goes to show like two amateurs like us. Uh, have to rewatch something like one, a single clip three times in order to get uh, get the point that we kind of knew, but like needed to watch three times to get. And he was just like pulled it out like live. Yeah, there was one point where you and I were watching, and we we had it paused, and we were counting the number of defenders back, and we were going back and forth. We were feeling very good about it, and then we watched the clip from the beginning, and right after the play, which he'd only seen one time live, he knew exactly how many players had been back, and his just like it took us three plays to get the exact same analysis that he already had on one watch, which it's, is not actually surprising when you think about it, because two two morons who who do a podcast, <laughs> and then uh, and then Bill Elliott, a NPSL. Um, coach of the year candidate as Gabe's or not candidate uh, winner three times um, man yeah it was just it was just nice to have him on but sorry I interrupted you uh, about talking about Flower City yeah it's just or a, salt shitty whatever they are it, it was just it was one of those I think it was just one of those day, games uh, and you know we've been in a weird I don't think we've been in a rhythm ever since uh, I think it was a three week stretch where we played Club de Leon Drew it, played Los Angeles Force one three zero, played Michigan Stars one two zero. Um, I don't think we've been really in a rhythm after that because we had the weekend off, midweek at Maryland, Independent Cup at home. Um, I think we had another week off, uh, or no, we were away to Gold Star, and then we had Savannah, um, and then we had you know a week off, mm. and then you know I I just think a lot of times. Uh, especially clubs like CFC, which which really needs like good rhythm, guys being on the same page with each other, like regular play. Uh, this kind of stop start nature that that to the NISA schedule probably hurts teams like us a little bit. And uh, and and I and I thought we were we were just not quite sharp enough. And 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 to to be clear and to give credit, you know, Flower City had a good game plan. Uh, they've had a good game plan each time they've played us this mm-hmm. year. Uh, they they really try to um, they try to shorten the amount of time the ball is in play, uh, 
Uh, Are you calling them time wasters? It it is time wasting, but it's it's not just time wasting. It, it it's more like, uh, you know, they try to sit numbers back a little bit and and make us take longer to make decisions, make us take longer to get into the attack itself. They try to keep possession of the ball when they do earn it back. Uh, and sometimes that possession is literally for possession's sake. But what it does is that they, they've got decent enough players to be able to, to keep the ball a little bit. And it because we want the ball back all the time, it forces us to come to the table. And when we come to the table and press a little bit, uh, especially in that match, two things happen. Number one, it was where we actually created mm-hmm. our best opportunities of the game. Completely. Uh, and number two, they were able to break pressure a little bit, a couple, just a couple of times, not very often. Uh, and, and when that happened, it forced us to defend with fewer numbers until we were able to recover. Uh, so it, it was an interesting dynamic of that game. But like their their ability to keep a little bit of possession helped uh, keep the ball away from us for a while. And 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 like the I think if you go back and, and you track the the number of the number of minutes and seconds that we were in like really in attacking mode, you'll find that it was considerably less uh, than a game, say against like Savannah or someone like that. Mm. Uh, I, I just think it was a good, it was a good game plan. And uh, I think it was a great game plan defensively. Um, I, they had a little bit of possession for possession's sake, but they really didn't have the ball very much. They only, their, their goal was to make 60 minutes, zero, zero, put in some attacking subs, spoiler alert, which did not work, but um, put in well, some attacking I, subs and then, take a chance at, at getting a goal, but they never, <clears throat> they had one or zero shots on target. Every shot they took was from outside the box. They never got numbers on a break. Like you can give them credit for breaking us down. I think you're being extremely generous. They never actually broke us down for anything. They just sat back with numbers and a smart game plan to, to stifle, to stifle, to stymie our offense. So the second half is where they, is where they actually started breaking some lines and it was because of those attacking substitutions that they put in. Uh, but like they had zero shots on target all game, zero shots. They did have more shots in the second half, probably like five or six in total. Um, and, and, and from from bad angles, because we had defenders back still. If you're pulling up from 35 yards at a bad angle, I'm just not giving you any credit. Like just because they <clears throat> it actually says a lot about how good our defense is and was. If you're giving them credit for having broke the first two lines of pressure and got a shot off from 35 yards at a bad angle. OK, well, some of those were a little like bit you're great. You're grading on a hell of a curve. I think if you want, when you watch the second half, you'll find that there were there were a few moments that were a little bit closer, but like closer to goal is still maybe twelve yards. But it was the, the angle was so bad that like the margin you have to hit that shot, like the XG is going to be still incredibly low. But they did create more of those when they made those attacking subs, and it did it did uh, it did change the game for about fifteen minutes. We were not we were we were those subs put us out of a rhythm, and while nothing came to it for for them in terms of the attack getting us out of our rhythm for 15 minutes took 15 minutes out of mm-hmm. the second half for us to to still push and find a goal and uh i mean like those those subs kind of changed the game and it took us a long time to recover from that and then it's you know 80th minute late late stage game stuff and we really only got uh i mean like 
there were there were a couple like quarter chances where a ball might score it away or something, but we really in the end it was the Alex McGrath shot at the end of the game was the only like truly good decent chance we had uh, post uh, post substitutions, with the exception of now that I'm remembering it, the uh, the Marcus uh, clipped cross that Colin Stripling just heads wide, which is a very which is a very good chance mix mix. <laughs> Got his head out the window. Off. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Come down here. Come here. Off. Mixy. Come here, buddy. Come here. Come over here. <laughs> this is podcasting with dogs. Yeah. The neighbors are getting their lawn mowed, and Mix does not like that. Um, so you're also forgetting the big Marcus chance that either happened right before or right around the subs. Right before the subs. Um, yeah, it's... <clears throat> I, I, I just... I'm less down on... I'm less, but like so. I'm I, less. Impre- you're, I'm less impressed with them offensively than you are, and I think you're just grading on a hell of a curve because nobody has done anything against us all year, and because they set up to do nothing and did nothing for the whole first half. The fact that they did anything for the second half, I think you're giving them just extra credit. Yeah, all, all, all I'm all the credit I'm giving them is that it took us out of our rhythm. And tell me how many. Tell me how many times Jean bailed us out. The number is zero. I mean, he didn't have to. He he came out and collected. I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm saying he didn't have to. The only thing he really had to do all night was come out and collect one one like free kick ball, and that was it. And it wasn't dangerous. It wasn't like it was a dangerous baller. It was just looped. So I'm not giving any credit to them offensively. I will give a lot of credit to their defense. And let's get to the starting lineups. But we can they, they defensively they had a great game plan. Offensively, miss me with the, giving them any fucking credit. <laughs> their their only goal there was to get. To get to sixty minutes zero zero, and then their offensive changes just allowed them to get to the eighty to the seventy fifth minute. If we go with your timeline, still zero. It's probably sixty three to about seventy eight eighty. That's all it did was give them a defense. They were never beating us in regulation. If that's a if that's a playoff game, we're we're either going to penalties or we're scoring. They're never scoring. But let's I I want before we get to the lineup, I do want to also mention that what they did defensively obviously took us out of out of the game. And and the the key to the game, the reason why that game ends zero zero, is because when when we were able to force them to make a mistake and build up, and and like we we turned them over three times. What three three times? Yeah, three times. Three One, times. It should have been good chances. First, twice in the first half. Once in the second half. To create like, actually truly good chances. No, uh, four times. Excuse me, because there was one we didn't get a shot off on, and. Uh, those moments lacking, lacking just a little bit extra quality, and those key moments it's not the, lacking it, quality, it's lacking sharpness. Is it, the quality is sh- there? Quality and sharpness. I don't care. Is the reason why this game was not two 0 at halftime? Correct. Uh, and, and and put away and done and dusted, and, and you get one of those to fall. Game state changes entirely, and maybe we run up the score, maybe we don't. But like, it, it, it it's those little moments when a team has a really good game plan and plays really well, and you're not quite just where you can be without a doubt those little moments turn soccer games and we were unable to get one to turn the soccer game and that that happens sometimes yep i i am uh with you a hundred percent on that um that is i couldn't say it better myself i will um say one thing soft city are the new michigan stars they're different, but they're the new Michigan stars. They're setting up for a draw, and if they can happen to, they happen to get out on the break and get one, great. But they're just not going to concede. That's how they're setting up against us. They are the new Michigan stars. They're just, they do it slightly differently. <clears throat> All right, let's go through our lineup. Uh, Jean Antoine at goal, Colin Stripling in right back, at right back, right center back Anatoly Prepolitsa, left center back Aiden Bowers, left back Joseph Perez, central defensive midfielder Richard Dixon, central midfielder Alex McGrath. That is the back 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that we are extremely accustomed to at this point. Uh, Beto gets to start over Luis, though Luis would come in at halftime um, for Beto. Uh, right wing Juan Luis, a little bit of a surprise there. Um, left wing Jesus Ibarra and striker Marcus Naglestad. Um, right wing Juan Luis would also get subbed at halftime. So we only made two subs in this game, both at halftime, uh, meaning Rod was probably either dissatisfied with how we were playing or how those players were playing, and I'm not going to comment further on that, but... Um, yeah, just halftime subs early for Rod. It's early for anybody, but especially early for Rod. And you know, those two, and that was it. And then we went, uh, we went the whole rest of the game with the same lineup. Yeah, which was interesting. And 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 Rod was asked about. He makes a comment in the post game press conference about uh, why he didn't make any other subs the rest of the game. And he said something to the effect of, you know, it, there was there was nothing. The right players were essentially on the field at the right time, and there was nothing that would have change the dynamic of like we, we liked how it was going mm. I, th- I think if you asked rod you play another 30 minutes and we eventually get one uh the it's, way the way the game was going it's a lot like we talked about michigan stars last year if we play 400 minutes the only team that's gonna score if we're playing well is us yeah the problem is like it's if we're not playing quite well enough which you mentioned we weren't sharp enough at some of our touches were just a little off some of our sharpness were just a smidge off we're also not going to score. It, it, Those the, the margins are yeah. too fine with us with them defending well with a good plan. There, there's we'll get to it on, on one of my let's, one. let's talk about their good plan. Okay. So you have it listed here. Them playing in a four four two. Yeah, it's more of a four four one one because Ferrero would drop Luke, former CFC player Luke Ferrero would drop a little bit deeper than Diacate. I mean, it was a four two one one. I mean, five, uh, six two one one at times. Yes, that which was With, for large portions of the game. In fact, it was a six two one one. So you've got you you have kind of uh, a, a left back and and a center midfielder and Stephen Elias playing your outside back positions for for Flower City. And then Logan Lee, who's played a lot of right back for for them, it was the right winger. And then Noah Cavanaugh, who's played a lot of left back for them as the left winger. And those guys dropped in, and 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 your two wingers became the primary defenders against our wingers. And then they had help with the outside direct backs. help with the outside backs and already the cen- there, and the center backs, and the center backs, uh, and we talked about in in the Savannah recap podcast. We talked a lot about how. Uh, Savannah wanted to match up uh, kind of one-on-one almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what they did in the first game was make sure that they had uh, two-on-ones so that our wingers always had two players. Uh, and, and we've talked a lot about how our wing play, when it's good and when it's decisive. We are good. We are, our we are incredibly good. good. Our offense is good. And uh, Flower City, I think, tried to take away wing play. No, it's and, not that different from what they did in the first game, that the first home game. Uh, yeah, agree, well. agreed. And I would guess the same thing they did away, though no, I don't actually. We, know. we didn't actually see it. Uh, so, I, I I think when when that happens, when you get those those two on ones everywhere, it means that the, the the players in the center have to have that extra quality, uh, and and sharpness to be able to break teams down, and and we didn't get enough of that either, and. I would argue we actually got just enough of it in 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 the overall like number of chances created centrally. Yeah, the, but the problem was in each one of those, yeah. either the pass was just a tiny bit too hard or a tiny bit to one side or the other. The touch from the player that was receiving the ball was just a tiny bit off. I mean, it was just one of those where the margins were really fine and we weren't going to create like 10 good chances in order to finally get one. We were going to create a few big chances and a, a handful of good chances. 
And we didn't, I mean, we had no, I would argue we had no huge chances outside of maybe the, the Marcus that he creates on his own where he cuts back on his right foot and the goalkeeper makes a really good save. But there's no, like, we weren't going to create a tap-in very easily in this game, yeah. except if if we're sharper, and this is just is what it is, if we're sharp, a little bit sharper and the touch is just a little bit sharper and the ball doesn't bounce, maybe we do create a tap-in because that next pass is there. But every one of those key moments, unfortunately, either the the sit the situation beat us where, you know, goalkeeper makes a really good play or there's an unlucky bounce on the turf or the touch is just a little heavy, the pass is just a little heavy. It's just one of those nights where offensively we didn't have it clicking enough um, and it was mostly sharpness. I mean, look, our, our but, wingers. But all of those, all of those big moments came from uh, us turning over Flower City high. In the, but in the none middle, of, every one of those it, in the middle. In the middle, yes. But none of them came from like sustained pressure offensively by us. Well, and, and as I've complained about before many times, as you just said, our, if our wing play is good or great, our offense is good or great. Our wing play, because they were doubled made it it was more difficult and they just couldn't beat anybody on a, on a consistent basis right yeah. they did beat guys they did their job but when Rod Underwood's offensive system this year is clicking our wingers are beating guys regularly and consistently and creating those overloads number wise and position wise and we just weren't creating overloads but we were getting three men up we were playing rondos we were getting I mean it wasn't they were isolated at times but it wasn't the same thing early on this season this did feel a lot like some of those early on games this se- or games from early this season rather Early this season, we were getting one player forward, one winger against four guys, and there was not there were not players up there. Did that happen a little bit? Sure. But this game, it wasn't primarily that. We even had numbers, but we couldn't beat. I mean, we, you have in the first like five minutes, we have this great through ball that comes to Joseph Perez, and he gets through like a bing, 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 and he's through. We didn't do that the way we've done that the last few games. The last yeah. few games, we have the the winger beats somebody or the threat of the winger beats beating somebody because they've beat somebody two or three plays in a row. The defense gets unbalanced. We play through and we create an overload or pressure or whatever else. We just did, couldn't do that sustainably in this game or, or repeatedly in this game. Yeah. And, and part of that, and this is no shot at any individual player, but the wings weren't as sharp as they have been. And we, as a team, offensively just weren't quite as sharp as we have been. And as you pointed out, the margins are very fine when a team has a really good defensive plan against you. And in another game, this is two nothing in the first half. Another night, it's two nothing in the first half because we create two good enough chances to score, not just two, but we had two great chance or two. In particular, we had two chances that you and I both felt in another night would have scored in the first half. And then it's a completely different game. They have to come out and you know maybe that game finishes four nothing as opposed to finishing zero zero. An- another thing I think that's that's important to point out is. Uh, even even though Flower City had a, a really good stretch in the second half for them in terms of like, keeping us from doing what we wanted to do, our defense is still incredibly good and incredi- incredibly limiting on the types of chances we give up. They were all, I mean, you go back and watch the, 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 the chances that Flower City did create, they're all like point. 0.01 XG kind of chances. Like they're they're not big. Well, I mean, let's and, talk and, about and they wouldn't have added up to be much of anything at all. Let's talk about even the, though they did get a series of of like I guess shots if you want to call them that. Like, but they're incredibly low percentage chance shots. And what the difference between last year's CFC and this year's CFC is, you have to absolutely bring something special, or we have to make a catastrophic mistake for you goals to, to get goals to get scored against us. And I, I, I think I think like a last year's CFC type team 
possibly loses that game because like when the offense just doesn't click, you know, all it takes is one chance. The defense is built this year in such a way to prevent uh, that. Yes. Offenses go through, through a game where they just nothing quite falls the, the right way for them. But this defense is built in such a way uh, to, to allow us to go through those moments. And I think it's a big reason why this group has 11 wins, five draws and no losses. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about one particular moment that we watched that we were really, um, I think it's emblematic of, of this season's defense. So there's a, there's a ball that's coming, that's bouncing, it's it's a big ball in the air, and Colin goes to win the header and doesn't win the header. And the ball bounces kindly for Flower City, and they're off. Um, actually, it's Colin and Aiden kind of in a mix there. And, the, and then they're off, and it's two on two. Uh, at least the start of the play. It, but, it's two on two. Aiden Bowers is like a couple steps behind into the side. Yes, but it's but it's two on two. At least numbers wise, if they keep sprinting, um, and they do try to keep sprinting, and it's Rich is back and uh, Paris is back. JP is back, and the interesting thing that happens here that that didn't happen as much last year, and that just shows kind of how. There's several different ways we defend really, really well. One is by having great individual players. One is by playing smart, holding the ball, keeping those players, keeping those teams from having good um, chances. But also, some of it is just we get numbers back. So it, it starts as what could be a two-on-two, which is very dangerous, right? If if anything goes wrong, you don't have any, somebody to bail you out. They're sprinting down. They get to the halfway line. It's still two-on-two, but Aiden's just clip, uh, right on the heels. And what Richard kind of... Sh- um, shuttles them wide just kind of like shepherds them wide a little bit and it just takes a little half a t- extra touch going wide trying to make a little space and it's se- it's two versus seven three versus seven but yes. three versus seven okay yes. so we get we get five more defenders back in because everybody just gets on their horse and follows that play and instead of it being two on two or three on three or maybe three on four if one player hustles yeah. back I mean, Luis is back. Both center backs get back because Prepolitz is up the field because it's coming off a set piece. Yeah. Uh, both center backs get back. Colin gets so basically, the, there's three center backs on the or four if you count Rich on the field at one time. There's three in Colin, Aiden, and Prepolitz. So all three get back in time, and none of them are on the right side of the ball. You've got your left the, back, back and you've got your six back, and you've got and, one of your one of your tens tracking back as well. But normally, all three center backs. I know Colin's not technically a center back in this, uh, but all three of them get back before that that two-on-two becomes dangerous. Right. And Luis Garcia Sosa, who's your 10 and your attacking midfielder, ends up getting back as well. Yeah. And this is not just a get back because the play slows down. Richard does do a great job of making the play slow down for a half a second, but they're getting back because this team, just personnel-wise, has a commitment to having numbers back by the time that flower city just like actually makes the first pass like it's just dribble 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 dribble. by the time they make that first pass the pass actually slows up the play big time yes but by the time the pass happens we already have the next two bodies like into position behind the ball by the time the pass is received and it's not a it's it's not like a 20 yard pass it's like a three or four yard pass three or four yard pass but like the slowing up allows us to completely recover Luis has tracked the the one guy who could be dangerous coming out of nowhere. And, you know, we don't actually poke the ball away for, for a, a few seconds there. Like, they're able to keep it. But by the time that we, um, by the time they're able to, like, re- recover out, like, the only the only thing that's available is a, a wild shot from, like, the corner of the 18-yard box that goes, you know, that, that's never going to trouble Jean-Antoine. And the, the beautiful part about that, and the reason I, I 
highlighted this because all season you see a commitment of players to being in defensive positions. We're still a great offensive team overall. We're still an offensive first team. But this team, not only are the defenders high-quality individual defenders, not only do they defend well as a team, they also just don't allow... I mean, I don't... I'm sure that it's happened at some point this year, but I'm, I'm struggling to recall a three-on-one at any point. No, it's never it's never happened. And that is just a testament to the work rate, to the commitment to def- defense, and it's the reason we've only allowed five goals. It's one of the reasons we've only allowed five goals, and I'm really proud of that. I'm really excited about that, and I think it's it's a really good sign that this team has never given... That has been a feature the entire year. It has never not been a, a feature, and no matter what happens, even in a game where we've we've picked up, we've nitpicked our offense a bunch, we've talked about how good their defensive um, setup was... The reason we're talking about those things is because there was nothing to talk about on the defensive end. Yeah. We and every game there's basically nothing to talk about. We either make a, a, a bad error, which happens. This is like I'm not saying we're bad defensively. Like every every now and then you're gonna make a mistake and we either make a bad mistake and we get punished, which is rare, but by the way, we, we made we made a really bad mistake in the first half. Uh I think I think Richard's trying to play a ball like to either Aiden or Perez, and I think he kind of s- splits the two and in a and a Flower City players like running onto it's like a, like a great assist almost, but even in that moment, a really bad giveaway and and the only Flower City had two shots in the entire first half. One uh, comes off a break, you know, like third, fourth, fifth minute, something like that. It's wild. It's never it's never troubling the keeper. Uh, and then like that that pass that that's given away. It reminded me a little bit uh, of the remember in Des Moines. Where you know we're still figuring out like the possession game, and Aiden tries to keep a ball in possession and kind of plays a square pass in the middle of the field that's intercepted. It reminded me a little bit of that, um, but even in that moment where you've got a you know a couple guys who are like now running downhill against against our defense, we still recover. Aiden makes a great defensive play uh, to send the ball out for a corner. Well, he's j- great block. Yeah, a great block, and like and that was and that was it. Um, so. You know, really, really outside of outside of a, of a few minutes where where the game was dictated by Flower City and not by us. Uh, that was, I mean, like it, it's not a it's like nil nil. It's kind of like, it sucks at home. You want to score goals, you want to win games, and and this team is is now accustomed to to winning games and scoring goals and exciting the fans and like that's. Okay, so that feels bad. A draw against a team that's hot felt like a loss emotionally, but objectively. It's, it's fine. Like, it's fine. You're, obje- you're going to go through games yeah. where you're not at your best. And, and you, the difference and you want between those this to be draws, not and, and the, the difference between this team and other teams of the past is this team not at our best is a draw, a goalless draw. Or, and, or occasionally a one-one draw, or, or a one-one draw, or or even a one a, a one-zero win. Yeah, um, and you know that that seems to be where we are. That's that's very very good. That is a sign that this team can can truly grind, uh, grind out games, grind out results. Um, and I think I think that's the hallmark of a champ a, a championship style team. Uh, and I, and I make, I don't think anyone has any illusions. Like this team wants to win a championship. They want to win the regular season championship. They want to be dominant and they want to win two games in the playoffs, which are undoubtedly going to be grinds. Mm -hmm. 
So No one's rolling into Finley Stadium hoping to play us off the field. Right. Because you can't, by the way. You yeah. just can't. You have to you have to hope for like a, a grindy game where you get a little bit of luck. And that's fine. Like that's soccer. And the, and the, also the other thing is this year we don't necessarily need luck. We just need to be sharp. And we talked about this last year a little bit that if we play our game, we don't need luck to beat anybody. We can beat anybody. This year is that plus some because our defense is better. Our offense is just as good or better on their night. And man, uh, I think it's just the, the outlook is positive, man. Let's roll in straight into your three key takeaways. Yeah. So uh, I think obviously it wasn't our best night, right? Uh, we lacked some patience and attack. We didn't take the opportunities that Flower City did give us uh, through their own mistakes. And we weren't sharp enough in, the, in, in some of those key moments. And that's the difference. That's the difference between winning this game 2-0 and it being nil-nil. Like, that's it. Uh, and, and, like, number two, credit to Flower City. Like, it was a good game plan. Uh, their adjustments uh, in, in the second half, like, they, it absolutely threw us off our rhythm. And it, and it essentially wasted 15 minutes, 15, almost 20 minutes, uh, that we were not able to play our game and impose our will on the game. And that, and that took away time uh, for us to, to, like... Uh, to give ourselves more chances to break them down and eventually score and win. Uh, so, like, all, all, all credit, all props there. Um, you do wonder, though, like, this Flower City team has lost, like, eight games and against some really shitty teams. And it's it's really... I think it actually it speaks a little bit to kind of, like, the... I mean, Nisa truly is, like, like this weird bridge between amateur and pro, like the, the, the real pro players and pro teams like stand out a little bit and, and the amateur ones, they can be talented. They can have good game plans. They can do a lot of things, but it's a truly ebb and flow. And I think flower city is in that ebb and flow kind of world because like when they have a good day and when they have a good game plan and when they play well and they're focused, they're a pretty good team, but they, they, they seem to lack that consistency and that quality week after week after week. And I think it'll be really interesting for from for them, uh, and 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 you do they like they're they're still pushing for a playoff spot. This was a this is a big week for them. It's a big point for them, and it is a big point for them, especially considering they dropped they essentially dropped two points against Club de Leon earlier in the week. You know they've got a tough run in. They they've got us one more time. They've got Michigan Stars twice. Uh, they've got to play. I think they've got to play the the two California teams once each. Like they've got a tougher run in. Than than anyone in in those final playoff spot uh, pushes, and it'll be real interesting. Like they've they've absolutely have the quality to mm-hmm. be able to get over the hump and get into the playoffs. And I think with a good game plan, I think they can make some noise in the playoffs. At least be a, be a tough out. But can they do it week after week to earn enough points to to deal, to be able to pull it off? We'll we'll find out. Uh, and the third thing. And I mentioned this uh, just just before. Uh, our physicality, our defensive quality, uh, turns a game like that where it feels like nothing's going right. We're not getting any favors from from the referee or the assistant referee. Our Every sharpness, offside call, our sharpness just isn't quite there. Uh, it, you know, it's just not our night. Our 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 defensive ability, our physicality, the way this team is built, the mentality of it, keeps this game a nil nil when it could. Like this is the kind of game that that could have easily finished, you know, zero uh, one, and and the other team steals a win. Uh, that we've like seen Flower City last year, like Flower City last year, like Michigan Stars in the playoff game. Like these things, 
sometimes happen. And this team is appears to be built and I think is built to minimize the chances of that happening. Um, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So my first key takeaway is that Flower City had a solid game plan defensively, uh, but we still had our chances. As good as we, we've, we've you know, beat that point to death, how good of a plan they had, we still had our chances. We lacked luck and sharpness. Uh, in order to do that, they had to sacrifice offense, and look, they created almost nothing. Um, every key passer touched just a smidge off, so it's it wasn't our night, but I feel good about that. There's nothing that like is systemically wrong with that performance. It just... Yeah. I mean, like... it. Jean made zero saves. He had to make zero saves in a nil-nil. Yeah, exactly. Um, Flower City might be the new Michigan Stars. I've said that. I'm going to say that again. Um, it's also, if you remember, Michigan Stars draws and loses a lot of games to that are not to us or Cal United last year, as an example. Um, Flower City have a good game plan to go with what you said. They have a good game plan against good teams. But if they have to be the better team, if they have to impose their will, then they're in trouble yeah. because they don't, if you give them a, it's, it's a collection of actual pro players, unlike last year where they had like just true amateurs. So they have a lot of, um, they have a lot of actual pros and they have some decent amateurs and like they put that, they put it together. And when they have a, a particular mission or a particular, like really um, specific game plan, they can execute it clearly. But if that game plan was to like go be the better team on the night, that's not, they're not. Yeah. They can be, they could be sometimes, but, and by the way, I, th- I think with the collection of players they have, and the amount of and like their ability to, to put together a good game plan and execute that game plan, it really makes me wonder about the coaching staff. Because like a better coaching staff will do a better job with that group. I don't think they have that good a group. Uh, I think they just it's just such a stark difference from last year. Um, look, Diacate is hot garbage. Uh, I know he was the second leading scorer last year, or whatever, but he is terrible. Um, they have a bunch of rejects from a bunch of other teams. Like it's just because they were so abject last year that we're giving them a whole lot of credit for being better. And because they're reasonably disciplined, they're able to execute a good game plan. So again, we're giving them more credit. It's not that good a collection of players. Um, and then wing play was not as dominant as it, as it has been the previous couple games. I know I said that right at the beginning. Um, we just need to get back to wing dominance. We had the numbers, we just lack sharpness and their plan was good. So I don't see any things that I'm super worried about. I don't see any things that I'm like, man, this is a problem going forward. This is just a trap game, or not a trap game even. This is just a game where we had an off night. Um, we were decent, but not great, and we got a draw. It's not a loss. We're still undefeated. We're still moving forward um, towards the, the hopefully, knock on wood that it's inevitable. Nice and loud. Sorry, puppy. Um, knock on some wood that, you know, we have inevitable regular season championship comes. Um, certainly looks inevitable because of how far away we are uh, from everybody else. And let's just, hopefully that continues and we clinch that and then we get ready for the playoffs. Yeah. So let's talk about this real quick. Sure. Uh, as of recording time, uh, we are six. Our, our magic number is six for clinching a playoff spot. Six points. Six points. Our magic number is uh, also six, I think for clinching home field or uh, uh, a home game in the playoffs. Uh, Just the way the, the way it it shakes out in terms of the magic number. And we're 15 points away on the magic number from uh, clinching the number one overall seed, winning the regular season championship. Uh, Some things to look forward to in the next, in in the next part of the schedule. Go Um, uh, this Thursday 
is a another home match versus um, Apotheos FC out of uh, Atlanta area. They are the uh, NPSL national runners up uh, thing that we know all, all too well. That's what I was gonna say. All all too well. Ninety minute version. <laughs> um, uh, and and by the way, like if you if you want to get like really nitpicky, like they actually gave us our only loss of the season uh, in an exhibition game, three to two. Um, down in down in Georgia when we played five academy kids in the second half. C- correct, but it was actually six. Like it was, we we went we went full in into into the rotation, and and, and we should have. By the way, uh, I don't know what how we're gonna, like how we're going to take that game. Like, is it because it's at home? Do we, you know, play a, a little bit more of the of, of the first team? Uh, do they try to reestablish a rhythm after a after a you know a scoreless draw? You were going to say loss. I was I was gonna say loss, uh, or do they this, this never losing thing? Do do uh, they ro- do, do, we ro- do we rotate heavily? Like what do we do? And and I and I say that I don't really know because I don't I, I just don't know. Looking forward beyond that becomes the last eight regular season games of the season. Only two of those are at home. Mm. It'll be September the what is it September third? It's a Sunday. We move to Sundays now. Sunday September third, we have LA Force. Uh, we then race LA Force to the West Coast, where we five pl- bucks as we beat them to the West Coast. Oh, I abs- absolutely where we play them on uh, whatever on, Spirit on Airlines Wednesday. flight they're on is going to be Monday morning <laughs> or some shit. Uh, we we play them on Wednesday, uh, September sixth away. Uh, we play then su- uh, I think it's Sunday September ten. We play Albion away. We come back home and then we've got uh, come back home as in like come back to Chattanooga for a week. And then we're at Savannah, at Club de Leon, home against Gold Star. All these are Saturday, Saturday, or Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is. Uh, home against Gold Star. And then we end the season with two trips, one to Savannah and then one to Flower City. Uh, and then it'll be playoff time. So really a, a good opportunity. This is, what is this, like an entire third of our season will take place in September and the, the beginning part of October. Uh, and, and hopefully we start clinching playoffs home field you know regular season champions fairly quickly uh but i i I, it's a really important time to continue to get better uh obviously there's something to play for in terms of the number one overall seed and as long as we keep this undefeated run there'll there'll be continually something to play for uh and 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 this team's gonna have to, to continue to get better continue to get uh, a little bit sharper and a little bit more quality and a little bit more inventive because it's going to be tougher as we go on to the season and teams have seen us two, three, four times and you get to the playoffs where one moment of magic is what mount is what matters. So a lot to play for here. Uh, you know, the, the season is, is truly now just getting into high gear. Yeah. We're in that stretch run right after, now after this, after this kind of weird summer period. Now we're going in. Yeah, we're very much going into the stretch run. Well, Matthew, thank you for joining me today. I can't wait to party on a weeknight on Thursday. Yeah. Um, for anyone who might be planning on coming out to the game, uh, we'll meet up at Chattanooga Brewing Company before the game, not uh, not on the Grassy Knoll. I mean, people are welcome to tailgate on the Grassy Knoll, but the tradition is weeknight games, work night games are at Chattanooga Brewing Company. So uh, I plan on having a burger or something before that game and uh, watching CFC hopefully uh, avenge our, uh, our academy loss against... Uh, 
if you, if you are listening to this and you're thinking about like all these away games and uh, only a couple home games left this season, you're like, man, like I want to go on the road. Savannah is obviously your closest opportunity to go. You've got two chances, one in September, one in October. But if you're thinking about going to any of these away games, be California or Savannah or, or Daytona Beach or whatever it is, like hit us up in the comments, hit us up on social media, let us know. We can help connect you to to other people. Um, the only game I am going to miss the rest of the season is the, the, the final fixture day at Rochester. I'm not going to that, but I'm going to all the others. Uh, and I think you are, you are too. So like hit I'm us gonna, up, I'm let gonna, us know. I'm going to miss the home game uh, against LA force for a oh, wedding. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. But, but yeah, we're not, California. Going, <laughs> not going to Rochester, going to both California is going to at least one, the Savannah and uh, some other Daytona. And then probably the next Savannah. Let's be You're real. going to the next Savannah. It's I'm going to be in Savannah weekend. fucking three. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm going to be in Savannah fucking three weeks out of four, I think. Uh, Cause one of them is a bachelor party. So yeah. It's so, be so like hit us up. We'll, we'll, we'll help connect you to, to other people that are going uh, we can help send you kind of recommendations on what we're going to be doing uh, while we're there for some of these trips. We'd love to have more traveling support. Uh, it's always the best. Road games are in, are in some way more fun than home games. Hundred uh, percent. It's it's less work. It's more partying. Like it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm not saying they're better. I'm saying they're fun. Yeah, and and everyone should do do one or two or like ten uh, if, if you can. So with that being said, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll see you in the next one. See you in the next one. Peace.